Before we get into it, Trev, I think we should warn our listeners, uh, there is an explicit warning on this one. Uh, There will be a few F words flying around. Oh, ah. We thought we'd tell you that before we got on with the show. We didn't want you to have to explain this to your kids. I think some people skip skip through the episodes looking for this warning. You reckon? Okay, this is 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 what I'm going to listen to. It's a good thing it's at the very start then, eh? Let's get on with it. I'm going to make them an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennec. Go ahead. Make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. With Stephen Fennick. And Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. The best movies you've never seen. Welcome to the show. My name is Stephen Fennick, and I'm joined by the man who actually gave us a show because he's never seen any movies. And that man is Trevor Long. How are you, mate? I'm a horrible human being. Uh, Hollywood hates me. (laughs) Well, I think the whole concept of you watching a movie for the first time and me watching it for the hundredth time... Yeah. Is uh, I think a good concept. I think it that helps our listeners are enjoying revisit movies they have seen themselves Correct. and discover movies they've never seen. The, the feedback I get, uh, they said it's like a movie book club. So you know we, you know when the book clubs, you read a book, you talk about it. This is a podcast where you watch a movie, we talk about it. So it's that's kind of a, and I think the the best movies you've never seen. For those who even have seen these movies, they've never seen them the way we've talked. There's yes. a lot of stuff that they've never seen before in what they've in how we talk about it and yep. the things we uncover. So that's the service we provide here, Trev. We the movie we're covering this week is Good Will Hunting. Interesting. Released in 1997, starring uh, our mates Matt Damon our and mates. Ben Affleck, who happened to write this script as well. That was the big story around this one. Directed by Gus Van Sant. Now, Matt Damon was supposed to write, as an exercise in college, a 40-page partial script. And when he, when he got writing, he moved to L.A., uh, and he sort of had the idea for this during that exercise and oh. decided to hook up with Ben Affleck and develop it into a, into a full feature film. Wow. And that's exactly what they did. Now, here's a really funny fact. They, ben, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck wrote the script... 
And normally the, the the procedure then is to shop it around to try yeah. to find people to to fund it. You see this in plenty it. of other movies, you know, yeah, dropping right. scripts everywhere. Yeah, so you think like if you, ever watch, up. if you ever watch Entourage, <laughs> Entourage there's a lot yeah. of that sort of going on, right? So what they did, right? Just to they put on page sixty of the script a completely unnecessary sex scene between two of the male characters. Wow. They put that on page sixty of the script. Yeah. Right? Send it to every major studio. This would test them whether they actually read, read the it. script. Right. Right? So have a guess who actually read the script and says, what the hell's going on with this sex scene out of nowhere? Oh, nothing. Harvey Weinstein. Oh. At Miramax. He was head of Miramax, which is this red-hot studio at the time, in the 90s. Yeah. And he said, what's with this sex scene between these two guys? And uh, they, they was they... They discovered that that was the opening. That was the foot it. in the door, basically. That's it's a right. way of saying, "Oh, let's That's talk about right. it." Now. So we've read it. So that they they got the feedback. They said, "Right, what's happening with the?" And then Miramax ended up uh, being the studio that produced the film. Wow. So interesting. There now, you have not seen this. You've heard of it, but not seen it. So what were your impressions before your first viewing? I literally, and I think I spoke about this at the end of last week, but I certainly could name Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. I know that there's something about this being really important to them. Maybe it was their first movie or trying to crack it in Hollywood or whatever. Um, and I recognise the name. Right. That's it. That's all. Okay, well... Couldn't you, tell you what it's about. Your impressions are right. It was this sort of uh, a story where... Acted, classic story of an actor who... Look, there were no roles for me. I'm going to write my own. <laughs> so Ben Affleck and Matt Damon did the same thing. It was also a famous uh, case of that too was back in 1976 with Sylvester Sloan when he wrote Rocky. Right. He wrote that for himself as well. Now, this movie had nine Oscar nominations and won two. One for Best Supporting Actor for Robin Williams and Best Original Screenplay for Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Right. They won an Oscar for this script. Wow. So Best Original Screenplay. Also nominated for Best Actor, Matt Damon, Best Supporting Actress, Minnie Driver, Best Picture, Best Director for Gus Van Sant, Best Film Editing, Best Music uh, and Best Musical Score. Didn't win those. It won Best Supporting Actor and Best Original Screenplay. Ben Affleck was 25 when he won his the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay, um, making him the youngest person ever to win that award. Matt Damon was 27, so he was the second youngest person to win the Best <laughs> Original Screenplay Oscar. Another interesting fact, though, Robin Williams won for Best Supporting Actor despite him being the top-billed actor. Right. So when the credits roll, it's Robin Williams' name's first. Yeah. Followed by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. He's the name, but, yeah. the, but the, the, the key character is Matt. Matt Damon, that's right. So the the, 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 the <coughs> credits were Robin Williams, Matt Damon, and then Goodwill Hunting, and then after the title was Ben Affleck was the first. But he was the first one to be win the supporting yeah, actor right. while being the top-billed actor. Okay, uh, this is your last exit before the freeway. We are going to dive big time into this movie. And if you haven't seen Goodwill Hunting, you can, of course, catch it on Fetch. What a great way to do it as well. And all you've got to do is simply use the voice remote on Fetch to ask for Goodwill Hunting or search it up if you've got the uh, the keyboard version. And it will tell you where it's available. This is what I love about Fetch when you're watching, looking for a movie especially. You say Goodwill Hunting and it will say, look, it's available on Paramount, requires a subscription. Available on Stan, requires a subscription. Or you can rent or buy it in the movie store, the Fetch movie store. So if you've got a stand subscription like I did, I jumped straight in and watched it there. Or I could rent or buy it on the Fetch movie store. Thousands of movies available 
directly from Fetch, either through the Fetch Movie Store or through all the amazing streaming services that are available on your Fetch box today. You can buy Fetch at major retailers. Four forty nine for the Fetch Mighty, which allows you to record TV and much more, uh, and one ninety nine for the Fetch Mini. Great box uh, available through internet providers and major retailers. Alrighty, Goodwill Hunting. You've now seen it. You've uh, watched it for the very first time. So what changed from your first impressions to now the, after your first watch? What did you pick up? What did you? What are your thoughts? <sighs> this is a great movie. This, you know, Shawshank's my favourite. Yes. This this will be in the top three. It's now. up there. Wow. This is a very wow. Good movie. That's massive. I really enjoyed this. <laughs> yeah. I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. Great. Just you know, I I don't know. I can't narrow it down to a single thing. I'll talk about Robin Williams in a bit, but. It, it's just a great story. It is, yeah. Like, part of it is it's a little bit corny in that, you know, it's obvious. As soon as the blackboard puzzle goes up, I knew what was going to happen. Yep. But, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a great story, yeah. a great human story, a great story of emotion. And uh, Oh, mate, you just can't and imagine what's, what's 25-year-olds yeah. writing this story. Absolutely. No, it, it, there was a rumour, actually, that William Goldman had written it. Most of it, and they put their name on it. There was massive rumor at the time. William Goldman, oh, right. he wrote Butch Cassidy and the Sundance. He was this famous screenwriter, right. and he was denying till he died that he never wrote Woodwill Hunting. Right. So that was that was Why a would controversy. There be such a rumor? I don't know because it was Just maybe too good. Too Hollywood good for twenty five year olds could may, do this. Maybe. So, so my tweet what's here. Tweet? My tweet here is is if you're as dumb as me and have never watched this, you're missing out. Goodwill Hunting is literally one of the best movies you've never seen. Boom. There you go. Well, I saw this in the cinema. That might not have surprised you when it first came out. Have watched it numerous times. Now, the film's about a maths genius. What I, that's what I like about it. He's a maths genius, but not your typical. No. A typical maths genius you think is like a nerd. You know, he's sitting in his room. He's the opposite of that, which has sort of gave it appeal. So he's the opposite of a genius. You think looking at him, you look. Remember, he's a janitor. You're thinking this bloke doesn't know anything. But yeah, that's that's the big change there. But also, again, the common denominator of a good movie is a great character arc. The, yep. the character learns something or does something or changes. Yes. In this instance, the main characters, we'll call them Matt Damon and Robin Williams, they sort of taught each other something. And I like how it sort of combines the, it's like a buddy movie, you know, all the boys. Yeah. It's it's like a relationship movie. Yes. You know, uh, and it's got all these other elements that all rolled into one, yep. make it, I think, the, the final You're right, there are really th- good. There's, there's a couple of key kind of, yeah. there's three key kind of types but of you, this, this movie. They could have made it like it's just the boys in South Boston just getting into trouble. Yep. But then they added this other layer to it where he's a math genius, he's in trouble with the law, he's had a troubled past. Even the relationship portion. Yeah. If you took it out of the movie, I don't think kills the movie. No. But it's just a nice additional arc. Oh, it's additional. It's another story. It's another decoration on the on the tree, sort of thing. You know, it's another decoration having the relationship. Well, what it does story. is it adds this. You know, because there's moments we'll talk about when we do the run through. But there's moments where you think, dude, call her back or whatever. Yes, you know? it yeah, just no. adds those moments that if you took it out, you wouldn't see those parts of him. Some good stuff here. Now let's go into the casting call. Robin Williams, of course, plays Sean, and he was, of course, in uh, what other movie have we covered with Robin Williams in it in the, on the show? Dead Poets Society. Good one. Uh, he was also in Good Morning Vietnam, Mrs. Doubtfire, which we'll get to as well on the show. This uh, I already mentioned he was the won an Oscar for this role as well. How good is he? He's a genius. I mean, it is. There was a time there oh. where Robin Williams was you know, obviously he's obviously a comedy actor too. Yes, but he really is a great. This Dramatic actor. Okay, hang on a minute. So watch yeah. some Robin Williams stand up and you think, great. Watch yeah. Mork and Mindy and you think, ha ha. Yeah. 
And then watch this or good for like, Deep Pulse Society. Yeah, is this the same bloke? That's some amazing range, don't you reckon? Like, That's unbelievable. What a talent! What, what like, a tragedy! You know, and is and we'll get, again, we'll get to it. But yeah, the bit that I I sat back and went, "Wow!" is when they're sitting on the park bench. The bench. And I just that, went, he mate, is good. We'll be covering that like a tarpaulin shortly, <laughs> mate. Matt Damon uh, plays Will. He was, of course, in Saving Private Ryan, Ocean's Eleven, the Bourne films, the other film we've also covered, The Martian. Remember we did The Martian? Yep. The Departed. He's got quite a good resume. Ben Affleck plays Chucky. He's in Argo, which is on the list. He, he directed that and is right. in it. He was in Gone Girl and The Town, also set in Boston. Seen Gone Girl. Yeah, Gone Girl's not bad. Now here's another one. Cole Hauser plays Billy. I'm going to blow your mind right now, okay? Which one's Billy? Billy was one of the boys. One of the, one of the boys, yep. Okay. Now, Cole Hauser, you've seen him every week on Yellowstone. No. He's Rip. Rip. He's Rip. Far out. No, I did look <laughs> him up in the movie. Cole Hauser. I thought surely he's going to get this, and remember I said, remember the other day I said I got a fact that's going to blow your mind, and you're not going to. And he goes, no, no, you said save it, save it for the show. Oh, it doesn't look at all like. It Rip. looks exactly like him, Cole Hauser in Yellowstone. He was also in Too Fast and Too Furious. He is one of my favourite actors in the world. In Yellowstone, well, he's got the beard. Remember, in uh, and he's married to what? What's the girl's name? In in is it Beth? Beth. Yeah, but it's you know what That's it is. Cole it's also the ruggedness of the character, the wardrobe. Every, yeah, but look mate. at his his smile and his eyes. I'm thinking he's going to pick it up for sure. No, you never got it. that. I no. don't believe it. Wow. Also on the show is Casey Affleck, which is Ben's younger brother. Right. He plays Morgan. He's actually he won an Oscar for Manchester by the Sea. Amazing film a few years ago. I've seen that. That is it's horrible. such a depressing movie. It's about horrible. It just their, ends. Their, their kids die in a fire. I watched that and, on yeah. a plane. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And it's like it just ends and you're like, what, what, what? Oscar winner. He won an Oscar for that. Uh, he's also in Gone Baby Gone. <clears throat> Ocean's Eleven as well. Mini Driver plays Skylar. I, was, by uh, the way, am a massive, massive Mini Driver fan. fan. Really? Massive Mini Driver She was in uh, Hope I Springs. love her smile. She's, she's very attractive. Hope Springs. She was also in Ella Enchanted. Now, here's another dude. Stellan Skarsgård plays Ger- Gerald Lambeau, the professor. Yes, right. Now, yes. what other movie, and we've covered it, is he in? Oh, I don't know. Set in a submarine. Oh, Red October. Hunt for Red October. He plays the other, remember the other Russian captain uh, that uh, was hunting Ramius? Right. Yeah. He was also recently in Dune, you know, the new movie based on the Frank Herbert novel. That He was pretty good in that. Okay. Alrighty, before we get to the run-through, let's hear from our other great sponsor, and that's Hisense. And Hisense have a saying, you just got to go big. Go big. I love their commercials during the during the Thursday, a, yeah. Thursday night footy. It's no hold going big. Yep, go big. And that's what it's all about. They've got 75 and 85-inch TVs. If you're going to do something, go big or and go home. The sport ads are clear. Watching sport yeah. is great on a big screen. It's but like honestly, watching a movie on yeah. a big screen... It's that's all you want to enjoy that cinematic experience, and that's exactly what you can do with a high sense TV. They've got their incredible ULED technology that gives great picture quality. The the high dynamic range. These are four K TVs, of course. There's also eight K TVs available. The HDR just really creates this stunning picture quality, great con- contrast. But also, too, not only that, it, it's a whole experience. So not only are you getting great picture quality, but you're also getting good sound quality. There's Dolby Atmos built into these TVs. So you can hear this virtual surround sound coming from the TV. You'll hear sounds coming from behind you. You think, what's, what's that? It's come from the television. 
And the good thing about the Hisense TVs as well, they come with a three-year warranty. So they do back their product. So that should remove any doubt you have on the TV you should buy. And that's a Hisense. And look, just do it. 85-inch Hisense TV. That's the way to go to enjoy all these great movies that we feature on the best movies you've never seen. Check them out. Hisense.com.au. Are you ready, Trev? Oh, I'm ready. Here's the run-through. Now, it's uh, it starts up with uh, we see Will getting picked up, and the the scene is him in a room. He's sort of surrounded by books, and I'm thinking your first impression is what? This guy must be pretty smart. He's got all these books. The and you're first thinking, thing I some picked type up of here, genius here. Yes. Uh, first yeah. thing, see, it's funny. When you said earlier, we were talking about he's not your typical maths genius, yeah. but when he's on his own, he kind of is, right? Because he's just sitting there. And what I picked up here straight away was he's a speed reader. He's just flick, yeah. flick, flick, flick. Yes. And I'm like, wow, what the heck and is even this in, guy in doing? The, in the credits, too, you see a sort of this sort of this kaleidoscope pattern of like cos and sine and all these calculus calculations in the in the in the yeah. credits. Yeah. So that sort of gives you an impression that this this bloke's a pretty pretty smart character. Chucky knocks on his door, picks him up, and they head out to uh, you, you know that it's South Boston where they are. Just and from then, the accents too, having watched enough Yes, TV shows now. Get out I, to the car. Yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. You so can pick up the part and all that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But we know it's South Boston. Next scene, we see the very famous domed building of MIT. Mm. I've, uh, I've actually walked near there. It's, uh, I've been to Boston. It's okay. a n- nice town. And we see the professor is in a lecture. This is Professor Lambo, who's got a packed class. He's obviously a maths professor. Yep. Uh, and he's decided that uh, he's talking to his students and he said, look, there is a problem on the board he'd like them to try. I also put an advanced Fourier system on the main hallway chalkboard. And I'm hoping that one of you might prove it by the end of the semester. And the person to do so will not only be in my good graces, but also go on to fame and fortune by having their accomplishment recorded and their name printed in the auspicious MIT Tech. So we see that the board, he, didn't he say they've got till the end of the semester to do it? Like, wow, that's a lot of work. But the point is, uh, you get, get you get from that straight away, this guy is a pompous uh, lecturer. Yeah. He's yes. very clearly intelligent. Yes. But his point is, I put something other that's so hard, I don't think you'll finish it. Yeah. But look, if you can do it by the end of the semester, great. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next thing we see is uh, Will wheeling a, pushing a bucket. So you see, oh, he's a janitor. He sees the problem on the board. So he sort of looks at it, thinking about it. And next next thing we see is they're in the tavern. So here's we see Will, the janitor. Next scene we see in the tavern. So Will and Chucky, so Ben yep. Affleck. And I think they have a bit of a joke with one of the girls in the bar. But Will decides. He said, look, mate, I'm tired. I'm going home. Yep. I'm heading off. I think what he's, he saw the problem. He, has and he to, wants to, to go home it. and have yeah. a crack at it now. Because it's so, basically, he, he, yeah. it's like he's never walked away from a drink before. Chucky's yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. What do you mean he's, you're going home? It's, already, it's only 10 o'clock, yeah. he said. Yeah. So he, he decides to head home. You see him writing on the mirror. mirror so he's yeah. trying to work it out. Um, and he's he's obviously solving that problem that he found at school. Then the, you see him uh, commuting to back to MIT. But then yeah. he's at the board and he's solving the problem. So he's there writing on the board. And you're thinking, okay, so he must have worked this out. Cut to the batting nets. And I love to yeah, – you're a baseball fan, yeah. so – I think Chucky, Chucky was on the plate. I think he sort yeah. of goes, stop crowding the plate. Remember, he kept hitting him all he's the time. Because he's throwing it real yeah. close to him, yeah. And then they say, oh, look, you know, we're, uh, we're thinking of heading up to Harvard, you know, because Boston is just across the river from Harvard, right. um, from the Harvard campus. And I think he said the quote was, I'm going to Harvard and fuck up some smart kids. <laughs> so they're obviously heading over. 
Uh, cut to the 1972 reunion. And we see Professor Lambeau in his that, that garish red coat. Fancy, <laughs> yeah, you know? fancy red coat. Yes. It was, uh, and then this girl comes up to him, and um, I think, well, first of all, this is the first of a couple of instances where Professor Lambeau could get in a bit of trouble, oh, mate. Flirt, sexual harassment, flirting with students. Yes, yes. and he said, uh, you know, she said, it's he said it's Saturday, but it's an interesting. Um, yeah, just a subplot there, isn't it? That has yes. no context, goes nowhere. He does but it, it appears couple, two or three times. He does it a couple of sitting times. Sitting in the corridor out, out waiting for yes. Will later on. He's sitting there, he does it. And you're thinking, what's doing? Why do you add that yeah. to the script? Well, I think it just sort of proves his character a little bit. Sort of shows the sort of guy he is. I don't know. I think, well, I think it does is it chips uh, chips a, a edge off the character. It's not, yeah. he's not, he's not perfect. He's yeah. not perfect. He's yeah, not yeah, some lofty, right. amazing man. Yes, he, that's true. But the girl that approaches him and that he says, look, if you have a drink with me, she says, yeah, maybe, but uh, we want to know who proved the theorem. And they decide to uh, head head back and see who did it. So they go they go see it and he says, who did this? And they go, it wasn't me. Yeah. And so He turns no, to one of the no boys as if to it. say, it could only be you. Yeah, in, goes, in the six kids oh, standing in the hallway. Yeah, I wish. He's like, did you do it? He's like, no. Nah. Nah. So, we, so that's a mystery. So, uh, next thing we see the boys at the. I think they're they've been to the baseball. They see the guy. They're at the watching some baseball yeah. game. They see a guy who think, oh, that kid used to beat me up in kinder. Well, in they see a hot grade. girl, and the bloke with his arm around her is a guy yeah, that used to beat used to beat him up. Real up, yeah. yeah. So we we see and they get their takeaway. I love it when when um, <laughs> Chucky says, "Oh, I've got your sandwich up here. Let's put it on layaway. You got no money. I'm going to put it on layaway for yeah, you." Yeah. So it sort of just shows that rapport between the boys. You know, yes. they're. Uh, they're a pretty loyal bunch of dudes. Uh, but then they see the guy from the baseball yes. on the street. Yes. And it's on. Yeah, but, Fight but, is but on. They see, but it's critical. They they see him treat the girl badly. Uh, it's like At he, the baseball. No, no. And walking down the street, he he, he kind of brushes her off yeah, or right. something. Yeah. And they're like, hang on a minute. This guy, what? I thought that was just an excuse to no, brush him No, I'm up. pretty sure there was a, just a is that right? mini, minuscule incident. I thought they, or he saw him and said, look, pull over. Anyway, they all, they all, and... and one of the remember when Chucky says he goes, you get out there. He goes, one of us are in it. We're all in it. So in yeah. other words, you know, we're yeah. a loyal bunch of guys. We're going to stick up for each other. So they all get out there. They they uh, beat the bejesus out of these guys. Will gets arrested. Yes. So he's in there. The cops turn up. Uh, I'll I'll wonder why the other kids didn't get arrested later. But well, um, no, no. I'll yeah. tell you right now. I, yeah. it, Will is is just. Oh, no, he hit a cop. That's why he no, he, but he's also he's also just pummeling, pummeling, pummeling. Yeah, pummeling. he's still going. He doesn't while the police stop are when there. the police arrive, so the police right. physically see him doing it, and then he kind of knees the cop. Yeah, he so hits him. Yeah, right, right. That's not going to okay. Go. Well, that that's one of my plot holes solved. Then, um, next thing we see uh, back at MIT, and Professor Lambeau is trying to find out who the hell solved the problem. Is this my imagination, or has my class grown considerably? Well, by no stretch of my imagination do I believe you've all come here to hear me lecture, or rather to ascertain the identity of the mystery math magician. So without further ado, come forward, silent rogue, and receive thy prize. And no one does. One puts a hand up, so there's still a mystery of who did this. He goes, and it's not, the great thing about that scene is, visually, you can see there's way more people on the packed, road. yeah. He says it. But there's also these other... You know, esteemed professors. You know, his mm. his colleagues are also there, going, "Well, who is this?" Curious. You know? yeah, so it's, yeah. this is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, that, that, that paints the picture of how big this deal is. Absolutely right. So he he did mention there's a new problem on the board. Yep. Uh, we see then a cut back to Will getting bail. Uh, he's he's remember he comes out and he goes, "Oh, I got an arraignment next week," and yep. he t- talks to Chucky. Um, then he's back at work. Uh, so uh, back in the hallway, and as the professor approaches, he's at the board. 
and the professor catches him. Sorry. What do you do? Sorry. That's people's work. You can't graffiti here. Don't you walk away from me. Hey, fuck you. Oh, you're a clever one. What's your name? And it's did, a, you, did you like how when he said, uh, hey, fuck you, and then he leaves, right? So Lambo's following Will, it's a, and it's, he's, it's his assistant. Head. Fuck you. Yeah, just, <laughs> but his assistant sort of stops at the board. Yes, it's, and it's he so goes, well shot because yeah, the assistant goes, is just staring at the board as if to say, wait, dude, what he's the hell? He's done it. Yeah. That's no graffiti. And they're thinking, <clears throat> they're trying to put two and two together. So next thing we see, Will's back on the train again. So we know he's got a bit of a commute whenever he has to travel. Night out with the boys, um, and they're in. The Harvard Bar, as they yeah. say in Boston, is that how they say it? Harvard oh, Bar? Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Not very good. Yeah, I yeah. got nothing. <laughs> so they get to the bar, and I think uh, they order a pitcher of beer, and uh, Chucky spots a couple of girls. Instantly. He doesn't end. even put the beer down. Yeah. So um, he's over trying to have a chat with them, and then this douche turns up where you know, he's trying to sort of horn in on, trying to cut uh, Chucky's grass. Because Chucky tried to, he said, he goes, aren't you he, in my he class? He pretends that he's at Harvard. Yes. Yeah. So he goes, uh, and the bloke walks over and uh, starts quoting all this bullshit, and then Will steps in. Well, as a matter of fact, I won't, because Wood drastically underestimates the impact Wood of social dis- Wood drastically underestimates the impact of social distinctions predicated upon wealth, especially inherited wealth. You got that from Vickers. Work in Essex County, page 98, right? Yeah, I read that too. Were you going to plagiarize the whole thing for us? Do you have any thoughts of, of your own on this matter? Or do you, is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your, own, as your own idea just to impress some girls, embarrass my friend? So uh, Such a good line. Fantastic. But he... He's sort of caught him out that he's like an, he's obviously a genius. Remember the page number and everything, yes. right? Yeah. Um, but then he says to him, he goes, you know what? There's two certainties. See, the sad thing about a guy like you is in 50 years, you're going to start doing some thinking on your own, and you're going to come up with the fact that there are two certainties in life. One, don't do that. And two, you dropped 150 grand on a fucking education you could have got for a dollar fifty in late charges at the public library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I will have a degree. And you'll be serving my kids fries at a drive-thru on our way to a skiing trip. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, but at least I won't be unoriginal. But, I mean, if you have a problem like that, I mean, we could just step outside. We could figure it out. No, oh, man, there's no problem. We're cool. <laughs> so, he said, yeah, if you, if, if, if you don't like the argument Which, I just put in front of you, I'm just going to bash your head in. It's funny because <laughs> that grab is actually Will Hunting in a nutshell. Yeah. It's intelligent, smart, and it's it can witty, smash you, and you can smash repartee, your and happy to smash you. Yeah, there you go. It's actually it's, it's really, like, really condensed. It does sum him up. Absolutely right. I do love it when, um, when uh, Morgan, Casey Affleck's character, when he walks, when they walk away, he goes, "My boy's wicked smart." He says, <laughs> as Morgan, he goes, "How do you like me now?" I think my favorite part of the movie is the next bit where they're back sitting at the bar, and Will's just sitting there on his own, and Skylar, yeah. this beautiful mini driver girl, comes over. Yeah. And she goes, you're an idiot. And he's like, what? She goes, I've been sitting here waiting, I think she says, 45 minutes for you to come and talk to me. And now I've got to go. I've got to go to bed. So, yeah. so you missed out. You missed out. But, but here's my number. Here's my number. And then what I love about this bit, and this is probably a signature line out of the movie here. Yes. They walk outside and he sees that douche in the window and then he walks over. Do you like apples? Yeah. I got a number. 
How do you like them apples? <laughs> Such a good line. That's genius. <laughs> Where's that line originate? I don't know. It's, uh, well, I might have you know, something a, for you. How do you like them apples? How do you like them apples? Yeah, I use that all the time. Uh, so next thing we see, Will uh, gets dropped off. Uh, Professor is looking for Will now yeah. in the in the um, what are the janitorial yeah, yeah, yeah. office? Well, there it is. Do you love it? How he goes? I'm Professor Lambeau. This is Professor. He goes, yeah, I'm Professor Smith. This is Professor yeah. Jones. <laughs> like they're like they're as important as they're that. just sitting there reading the paper. <laughs> They've just finished cleaning some toilets or something yeah. or and fixing he, it, and he's just like, mate, <laughs> I don't care who you are. Yeah. You're in our room now. He goes, but he, he goes, look, I need need the guy. I need the guy's name. He goes, look, if, if something's been stolen, and he goes, no, no, it's nothing like that. Just need his name. Um, and he goes, look, he got this job through his parole officer. Yeah. So he, no, the best part is he got it through his PO, and Lambro goes, "What's a PO?" Yeah, yeah parole, parole yeah, officer. Parole officer, right. which is the first instant where Lambro's like, "Ah, oh, right, okay." So here's a uh, the next thing we see is in court, and he's defending himself, quoting these big long things, and um, but the judge sort of stops him cold. He says, "Look, I'm looking at your rap sheet: assault, grand theft auto, all overturned." I see. So here's a bit of exposition here where we're finding out he was went through a few few foster homes, and so he's had like a troubled childhood. Yeah. And then he sets bail at fifty grand, fifty thousand bail, which, yeah. by the look of him, he's not going to be able to pay. That's that. right. Um, so I, I found it really funny. You know how you get one phone call. You one phone call, and he calls Skylar. <laughs> he goes, "Listen, you wouldn't happen to be pre-law, would you?" <laughs> so the next thing we see, Lambo uh, visits him in in the room, and he sort of wonders what's going on. I've spoken to the judge, and he's agreed to release you under my supervision. Really. But under two conditions. One of those. First condition is that you meet with me every week. What for? Go with the proof you're working on or get into some more advanced combinatorial mathematics. Finite math. Sounds like a real hoot. And the second condition is that that you see a therapist. So that was pretty good. What 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 choice did he have? A eh? fifty yeah, grand I mean, go to jail or do a bit of math problem and see a therapist? Yeah, yeah. I think it's the um, it's an issue because he's like, oh god, this is. But he also kind of thinks, fine, I'll play your game. Yeah, uh, I I can play any game. Yeah, I think well, he would bear it just not to be in jail. Yeah, uh, and we see that. So the next thing they're sort of into it, working together. They're sort of solving some fun, having some math, solving some math, having some fun. And uh, you see the assistant, you know the assistant yeah, with the glasses yeah, yeah. sitting again. Oh, you got a new, new best friend now. Than me here yeah, now. so what am I now? Um, then you see Will's reading reading a book, and the book he was reading actually was a for of the written by the therapist that he sees. Did you recognise that therapist? Yes. Oh no, George Plimpton. That he was a very famous sports journalist back oh. in the day. And if you see the film <clears throat> When We Were Kings, you know, the movie about Muhammad Ali, The Rumble in the Jungle, the documentary, right. he figures heavily in that because he was in Zaire with, um, I'm trying to think of the other writer, but he was one of the sports writers that was there who covered the fight. Very famous sports writer, George Plimpton. Okay. And in this scene, he's uh, talking about, you know, what 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 he liked to do. And he goes, oh, yeah, I like to go to the clubs and the music. And he goes, okay, yeah, give me more and more. And, uh, you know, he says something derogatory about him before the end of the movie, which uh, we'll play in the quotes later. But um, he walks out, he goes, look, I can't talk to this lunatic. So he he's off. Uh, the next thing we see, he's in a, with another therapist. They're trying a little bit of hypnosis. Hypnosis, yeah. So he starts talking, he goes, oh, someone's touching me. And then he, 
he sort of starts talking and starts singing and then breaks out into song. He says, skyrocketing in flight. And so he sort of busts out of the He goes, come on, Doc. He goes, let's dance. He's got this whole moment where he's taking yeah. it seriously. Okay, this is good. They found a therapist. Yes. Taking it seriously, but no, he's not. He's taking he's the piss. No, he's not. He's not into this thing. He's decided, you know what? He's treated it all like a big joke, which is not... Not the best thing to do. No. So we come to the point here where, you know, he's, uh, we see for the first time, we see Sean, Robin Williams' character, is teaching yep. uh, community college. And he gets a visit from our man Lambo, Gerald Lambo, and he tells his class, oh, we're in the presence of greatness. This is the Fields Medalist winner, which is like the Nobel Prize for maths. He says that, but it's only awarded every four years yes, to make it right. even better. Yes. And, uh, he then they then decide to have a little bit of chat to sort of meet to talk about Will, and they have a bit of dinner to discuss. Like you know, sorry, I haven't seen you for quite a while. He goes, yeah, I haven't seen you since Nancy died, and that yeah. we we established that since his before wife, Nancy died. Yeah, so since before Nancy died, which is a couple of years ago now, and he describes that you know he's got this young kid who's incredible, and he goes, he just wants you to meet with him. But he's um he's a bit defensive, and I need someone who can get through to him, like me. Why? Well, because you have the same kind of background. What background? Well, you're from the same neighborhood. He's from Southie. Yeah. Poor genius from Southie. <laughs> How many shrinks you go to before me? Five. Let me guess. Barry. Yeah. Henry. Yeah. Not Rick. Sean, please. Mm -hmm. Just meet with him once a week, please. So he decides, you know what? I will meet him. And their first meeting, they're in they're in 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 Sean's office, and uh, Will gets in there. I think he goes, "Oh, all right, I'm pumped. Let's go." And and Jerry is in there. He goes, oh, no, "Sorry, mate, you're out." He kicks him out. He yeah. goes, "This is just me and Will." He goes, "You're out of here." Um, and Will's kind of playing playing off a little bit, saying, "Like I love what you're done with the place," and he's sort of looking at all these books and sort of saying, "Really, kind of insulting him a little bit by yeah. saying, you know." Like, what we guys looking at his book? He goes, well, these are you're reading all the wrong books, and I think what does Sean say? He goes, well, what are the right fucking books? Like, tell me, tell me what you're doing. And they somehow start talking about, um, yeah, you know, free goes free talking about weights and exercise, and he goes, no, I prefer the free weights. And then I think he gets up and sees his painting, yeah, painting on bit? the window, yeah, and um, he tells him, he goes, well, wow, he goes, that's a real piece of shit. <laughs> he says, I'll tell you what you really think, yeah, um, uh, and he tells it tells him about, look, I think you're one step from cutting your ear off, you know. And he <laughs> asks him, he goes, have you ever heard of that saying any port in a storm and he gets a little bit personal then where he's uh he's talking about a few things. You ever heard the saying any port in a storm? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that means you. In what way? Yeah, maybe you're in the middle of a storm, a big fucking storm. Yeah. The maybe. sky's falling on your head, the waves are crashing over your little boat, the oars are about to snap. You're just pissing your pants, you're crying for the harbor, so maybe you do what you gotta do to get out. You know, maybe you became a psychologist. Bingo. That's it. Let me do my job now. You start with me. Come on. Maybe you married the wrong woman. Maybe you should watch your mouth. Watch it right there, Chief, all right? Well, that's it, isn't it? You married the wrong woman? What happened? Did she leave you? Was she, you know, banging some other guy? If you ever disrespect my wife again, I will end you. I will fucking end you. Got that, Chief?
It's an important scene because he um, he, he had this moment where there's a massive clash, and so you assume well, this bloke's not going to see him again. Mm. But then when he leaves, he says to Jerry, "Make sure the kids here next week." He's back at four o'clock next week. Yeah, which is which is fascinating because he's a psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever that doesn't he's he's made a judgment on him mm. through just that one hour or yeah, a small amount of observation. But I think what what we established here from from Sean is that. I'm not going to cop shit off you. Like you're going to talk about disrespect my wife. Yeah. He 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 grabbed me by the throat, held him against the wall. So I think Will, in that moment, while sho- as shocking as it is, I think he earned Will's respect in a way. Yeah. Despite him being you know quite a violent act towards him. Yeah. So uh, which goes to that we're both from Southie kind of thing. Yes. So they sort of got a something in common there. But uh, next thing we see though is sort of a couple of scenes where you know Sean is sort of thinking. Of, I think what Will said shook him a bit. Uh, he's there drinking his whiskey. He's having a chat, and then we sort of cut to uh, we cut to uh, Skylar and, and Will's date on a date, yep. and then in that little two dollar shop, you know, they were putting on funny glasses, yes. and she was showing him a magic trick, and they were wearing masks and stuff, and then they were eating a burger, and you know, they have a little kiss, and they said, "Look, why don't we just do this? Why don't we just get the kiss out of the way right now?" Yeah. So that's uh, he goes, "Look, she goes all this, straight in." Yeah, so they boom, they have a bit of a kiss, and. Next thing, he, uh, we see Will's back with Sean. So he turns up at his office and he says, come with me. And then they walk out on the edge of the river, sitting on the bench. I thought about what you said to me the other day about my painting. Uh, I stayed up half the night thinking about it. Something occurred to me. I fell into a deep, peaceful sleep. I haven't thought about you since. You know what occurred to me? No. You're just a kid. You don't have the faintest idea what you're talking about. Why, thank you. It's all right. You've never been out of Boston. Nope. If I asked you about art, you'd probably give me the skinny on every art book ever written. Michelangelo. I know a lot about him. Life's work. Political aspirations, him and the Pope, sexual orientation, the whole works, right? I bet you can't tell me what it smells like in the Sistine Chapel. So basically you're saying, you talk a big game, but you've done nothing. Yeah. And that's kind of what, that's what puzzled him. Remember the scene before he was drinking the whiskey? Was, you could tell he was, he was, it affected him, what, it, what was said to him. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think it's, so yeah. the point is... The kid comes across as so smart, so knowledgeable. Cocky. And the, but what yeah. Sean realises is it's book knowledge. He's book smart. It's book smart. Yeah. He's not life smart. Yeah, correct. And that's yeah. what he now needs to play on. And he, he sort of t- starts, he goes, oh, I'm sure you've been laid a few times, but, he goes, but you can't tell me what it's like to really, to be truly in love, to feel truly happy. And sort of, he's obviously talking about his wife, his late wife, and how, you know, you've never looked at a woman and been totally vulnerable. And he, he comes to a conclusion. I look at you, I don't see an intelligent, confident man. I see a cocky, scared, shitless kid. But you're a genius, Will. No one denies that. No one could possibly understand the depths of you. But you presume to know everything about me because you saw a painting of mine, you ripped my fucking life apart. You're an orphan, right? I 
You think I'd know the first thing about how hard your life has been, how you feel, who you are, because I read Oliver Twist. Does that encapsulate you? Personally, I don't give a shit about all that, because you know what? I can't learn anything from you. I can't read in some fucking book. Unless you want to talk about you, who you are. And I'm fascinated. I'm in. That was a good line. I like that. Yeah, I then, oh, then I'm fascinated. I mean, as I said, says, yeah. talk about yourself. It's, it's that whole scene on the. That's park probably the best scene in the movie. Robin yeah. Williams is a, just a genius. And actor. did you? I like the fact that Will hardly said a word. He just, I think he said one word in the whole scene. Yeah. All Will. All Robin Williams. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it ends with your move. Your chief, move, chief, and, and he, he walks, walks off away. and leaves. Yeah, no, fantastic. And, but critically, yeah. And I think it's just little things like this, right? But critically, Will doesn't just get up and walk away. Yeah, he sits there. Will yeah. stays sitting. As a think so, about it. which means it's had impact. As little or big as it might be, it's had impact. Yeah. I think, uh, well, we saw from the previous therapist how they were trying to get through to him. It wasn't working. I think, well, this is sort of, they're, they're like like um, Lambo said, they're from a similar background. And yeah, he, it's obvious too that, he, that, uh, that Sean's not going to take any shit here. So next thing we see, Chucky picking up Will again. Uh, they've got their coffee. They're off to work at the construction site. Yeah, so we know he's working at the construction. Off, yeah. off a wall, yeah. uh, he calls Skylar from a payphone. But did you find this a bit odd? He doesn't say anything. He's... No. Uh, he uh he gets back in the car. He goes, oh, I forgot the number. He goes, what is what number do you ring? I think they joked it was your mother's nine hundred number, but I ran out of quarters. <laughs> said this. Don't you love that? Where they such the, the insults yes, fly yeah, between it's funny. mates, it's funny. you know? Yeah, yeah of course. <coughs> now uh, the next scene, Sean is back with Will. Um, he tells him no, no smoking. And for this whole meeting, they don't talk. Which you assume is you know it was a staring hour, session. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So for one hour for fifty minutes, they were just there. Um. Then we see Will's in a math session. Um, he's, I think, there's a couple of, there's a couple other professors, and he says, "Oh, look, I think one of them says, look, you know, some, someone, they solve a problem. He goes, look, you, you've solved a problem. A brilliant man couldn't. Yeah. Um, then we're back on another sesh with Sean. Yeah. Now Sean, I think at this point, did you notice he was sort of nodding off a little bit? No, I didn't. I think they were having that. a, they were having a little, again, another sort of staring contest. Yeah. Sean, Sean was starting to fall asleep, and I think. Um, um, Will says, oh, "I have been laid, you know." Yeah, and then he tells him about uh, how he went on a on a date last week. I went on a date last week. How'd it go? It was good. You going out again? I don't know. Why not? I haven't called her. Guys, you're an amateur. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't worry about me. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, but this girl's like, you know, beautiful. She's smart. She's fun. It's different from most of the girls I've been with. So call her up, Romeo. Why? So I can realize she's not that smart, that she's fucking boring. You know, I mean, you don't, this girl's like fucking perfect right now. I don't want to ruin that. Maybe you're perfect right now. Maybe you don't want to ruin that. But I think that's a super philosophy, Will. That way you can go through your entire life without ever having to really know anybody. Uh, remember that line. Yeah. It comes back later, but uh, I think this is uh, this other this other bit here. It really cracks me up. My wife used to fart when she was nervous. She had all sorts of wonderful little idiosyncrasies. You know, she used to fart in her sleep. I'm sorry I shared that with you. One night it was so loud it woke the dog up. She woke up and got like, oh, was that you? I said, yeah, I didn't have the heart to tell her. Oh, God. She woke herself up. Yes. <laughs> 
It's a great scene. <laughs> oh, Christ. Ah, but Will, she's been dead two years, and that's the shit I remember. So the lines in this scene where he's talking about his wife farting, yeah. completely ad-libbed. Ad-libbed. Which and is probably why they're hysterically They're laughing, laughing hysterically. The, the, Matt Damon's laughing, genuinely laughing yeah. hard, right? Yeah. And if you watch closely, I've watched this enough times, you'll notice that the camera's shaking because the cameraman's pissing himself as well. Yeah, right. You watch it, you'll yeah. see this little jiggle because the cameraman is laughing his ass off as well. <laughs> So I think look, there's a few there's a few good lines in this in this scene and sort of remember how he said look I don't want to call her now she's perfect right now I don't want to ruin that. You're not perfect, sport. And let me save you the suspense. This girl you met, she isn't perfect either. But the question is whether or not you're perfect for each other. That's the whole deal. That's what intimacy is all about. Good good advice. But do you remember earlier when he said? Yes, that's great philosophy. You, you go through your whole life without meeting anyone. And then I think um, uh, Will sort of puts that back on him. You ever think about getting remarried? My wife's dead. Hence the word remarried. She's dead. Yeah. Well, I think that's a super philosophy, Sean. I mean, that way you could actually go through the rest of your life without ever really knowing anybody. <laughs> Boom. Again, he just shows what a smart kid he is, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he came back at him then. Uh, next thing we see, Will's visiting Skylar in her dorm. Just just, just breaks into the dormitory, yeah, basically. And, and she says, well, where have you been? He goes, oh, I've been busy, you know, have been, uh, I thought you'd call. He says, look, I'm sorry, I think I blew it. But um, he says, look, how about give me another shot? And she's like, I'm, I'm busy, I've got I to answer this this problem. Yeah. Um, but then, <laughs> thank, he, the, he wrote, he wrote um, a formula and he gave it to him. He goes, how did you get this? He goes, I had to sleep with someone, but, you know, I thought I'd help you out. Basically, um, it's his, it, yeah. she says, "No, I've got to do some homework. I'll see you tomorrow." I need to learn this. Yeah, he yeah. goes out, and then yeah, he's he 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 Oh, here's the answer. So let's go. Let's go. Yeah, and then she's I'm, like, "I need to learn it." She's <laughs> like, "Ah, oh, we'll go out anyway." They end up going to the dog track. Now, one thing that sticks out to me every single time I watch this, you know, she's got the binoculars. Yeah, she's holding them wrong. Oh, right. They're wrong way around. Really? So you watch this, it so sticks out so bad. There's another thing that sticks out so bad. I'll show you in the will you did you notice? But right. I just cannot help. I can't unsee it. She's holding the binoculars. You know, you know the 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 smaller end. You got to. She's holding it the other way around. Um, that she starts asking about where he grew up and if he he has any brothers and sisters. Yeah. He goes, I'm an Irish Catholic. What do you think? And then he says, I've got twelve big brothers. So I'm lucky thirteen. Rattles off the and names. Rattles off the names. She goes, say that again. And he rattles it off again. So. She believes him, I guess. And he, I think he says, yeah, I'm living with three of them. Uh, Will is back with Sean. And he goes, oh, I read your book. He goes, oh, so you're the one. It's a great line. It's one yeah. of my favourite. I use that all the time. Yeah. It's, people say, oh, I'm, I saw you on the Today Show. I'm like, you're the one. <laughs> so they're having a chat here. And he says, look, um, have you ever thought, remember he starts talking about it, he goes, have you ever thought what your life would be like if you never met your wife? This is... A cri- this is gold. This is a this critical scene, scene yes, in the overall context of the movie as it ends. Yes, it is. Yes, but it's also just such a great story. But he says, "Look, I've got no regrets about meeting my wife." And he talks about the no, don't regret the six years I missed when she got sick, the other year when she got really sick. Uh, and then he said, "Memory will ask you, when did you know?" He says, "October twenty first, nineteen seventy five." She says, "Fuck, you know the date?" And he goes, "Well, it just happened to be 
game, game six. six. And we're in Boston here. The Red yes. Sox are, are religion. Yes. Fenway Park. It's religion to anyone in Boston. So uh, he, he they start talking about how he or he's at the game, and I think they're describing they're describing what happens during the game. Um, because he, then, sa- he says he's with all his mates. They've yes. got tickets to the game. And he's like, you got tickets? You got, you got tickets? He goes, we got tickets to the game. But and they were describing what happened. Describing right? this yes. amazing moment in, the, in game six. I can't believe you had tickets in that fucking game. Yeah. Did you rush the field? Uh, no, I didn't rush the fucking field. I wasn't there. What? No, I was in a bar having a drink with my future wife. You missed Pudge Fist's home run? Oh, yeah. To have a fucking drink with some lady you never met? Yeah, but you should have seen her. She was a stunner. I don't care if Oh, no, no, she lit up the room. I don't care if Helena Troy walked into the room. That's game six. Oh, my God. And who are these fucking friends of yours? They let you get away with that? They had to. What did you say to them? I just slid my ticket across the table and I said, Sorry, guys, I gotta see about a girl. <laughs> I gotta go see about a girl. Yeah, that's what you said. I had, and they let you get away with that. Oh yeah, they saw in my eyes that I meant it. You're kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Well, that's why I'm not talking right now about some girl I saw at about twenty years ago and how I always regretted not going over and talking to her. Yeah. I don't regret the eighteen years I was married to Nancy. I don't regret the six years I had to give up counseling when she got sick, and I don't regret the last years when she got really sick. I'm sure as hell don't regret missing a damn game. That's regret. So, uh, that's what I love about this movie. There, these moments that you yeah. really—that that's actually a really good lesson of regret. Eh? It is. To go, he, I'm not thinking back about what I should have done. <laughs> I, I had a crack. Yeah, I, I'm doing it. Yeah, that that, that plays I mean, that's, a big part in this. You know, again, you'd have to think of your own sports team, your own moment yeah. to to really visualize it. But that's yeah. like you missing the 2014 grand South final. the grand final, yeah. Um, for 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 a similar yeah know, reason. I was already happily married then. Exactly, mate. all good, mate. Yeah. Um, so we see Will and Skyler now. They're in. Uh, they're having. They're in bed together. She's yep. got the magic eight ball out. They're asking, having a bit of fun. Um, and she keeps asking, "When am I going to meet your friends? <laughs> this is a great yeah, line. And your brothers." And he says, "Fine, I'll call them now." I'll call them now. And he calls Chucky. Goes, no, "Fuck off, go back to bed." It was like three in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so uh, they're back in the bar again, and I love this. They're they're telling their jokes. Um, Remember he told the story about his Uncle Marty got arrested by the cops? Yep. And the cops had to rush off to another job. He goes, I'll stuff this. I'm going home. Police arrive at his door the next day. He goes, what happened last night? He goes, what do you mean last night? And they found out that he drove the police car home instead of his own car home. That's a great story. <laughs> Skylar tells a joke. She tells we'll a nice blowjob story about the old. He goes, oh, I guess for, for, we've been married 50 years. What can I give you? He goes, oh, I love a blowjob. It was a very fun. Did you find that funny? I thought it was hilarious. And she goes, oh, that was great. He goes, what can I do for you? And she had a whole mouth full of alcohol. She goes, oh, give me a kiss. And there's all stuff running out of her mouth. But you got to see it. I don't think I've described it very well. No. Anyway. Um, so Sean back uh, meeting Lambo again. Sort of a bit of an update. Yep. Uh, they order a couple of Sambos. And this was interesting about sort of um, he asked the bloke in the bar. He goes, have you ever heard of um, Albert Einstein? And but I guess, oh, yeah, this like cured polio. And Albert Einstein did all this stuff. Yeah. and. And he goes, have you ever heard of Gerald Lambeau? He goes, no. Nope. And then I think um, w- or I think the w- um, Sean asks, he goes, what about, uh, have you ever heard of Ted Kaczynski? He goes, yeah, he was this and this. He goes, yeah, he was the he was a f- famous professor, did this, moved here, and he was the Unabomber. Unabomber. Yeah, so sort of, he's sort of basically intimating that just because you're smart doesn't mean it's for the good of the world yes. sort of thing. And uh, he was sort of trying to say to him, he goes, look, you know, we've, we've got to give him, I think, um, Sean was saying, look, we've got to give him time to figure out what he wants to do. You can't just force him into this thing that he's not going to be happy doing it. And 
cut to the thing goes out. At the moment, I set him up with an interview with um, a company that cut to the interview, and it's Chucky dressed up in the worst ever suit you've ever seen, short yeah. short pants. Um, and he's talking about, he goes, okay, your salary? And he goes, you're missing the point. He says, retainer. He wants money. He goes, you want money right now? And he walks out with a couple hundred, a couple of hundred bucks. 75 bucks or something like that. Oh they God. take cash out of their wallet. Yeah. And they think, what the hell is this? Just so they want to get him, I guess. But cut to the lunch with Skylar. Um, she's, look, I've got to learn this. It's important that I learn this. And this is what he lays on her. Let me ask you a question. All right. Do you have a photographic memory? I don't know, I just kind of remember, you know? I mean, how do you remember your phone number? You know, you just do. <laughs> well, have you studied organic chemistry? A little bit. Oh, just for fun? Yeah, for kicks. Yeah, it's so much fun studying organic chemistry. Are you mad? <laughs> you completely lost your mind. Nobody studies it for fun. It's not a necessity, especially for someone like you. Someone like me? Yeah. Someone who divides their time fairly evenly between batting cages and bars. <laughs> I would hardly say it was a necessity. By the way, when she says, are you mad? Are you mad? Oh, such a good voice. <laughs> She was very good in this, I've got to say. Yeah, very yeah, nice. Yeah. Very nice. He talk, He makes a good analogy here. He talks about like Beethoven and Mozart yeah. and the way they just... How do you look at a piano? What, what they, do you they, see? You, yeah. you know, you see keys, they see, and they just create. They That's just music, what yeah. they do. It's That's good. Yeah. It's the best analogy you can give for yeah. his, his ability, really, isn't it? Absolutely right. So I think from the lunch, they've progressed back to her apartment. Yes, they and, have uh, clearly done that, yes. They've, uh, she says, look, come to California with me. And yeah. uh, he's thinking, well, what for? So Will's sort of resisting there. Can't go to California. because goes, I've got a job here. Um, and I think she says, look, if you don't love me, just just tell me. You live in the safe little world where no one challenges you and you're scared shitless oh, to do anything don't, else. Don't, don't tell me about my world. Don't tell me about my world. I mean, you just want to have your little fling with, like, the guy from the other side of town. Then you're going to go off to Stanford. You're going to marry some rich prick who your parents will approve of and just sit around with the other trust fund babies and talk about how you went slumming too once. Why are you saying this? Yeah, you know, have you ever watched that show Entourage? Yeah. You know, you know the one of the the, the director in it says he calls other people trust fund babies. Yeah. I wonder if they got it from there. But look, oh, it's pretty, pretty I think uh, it gets pretty. It's pretty. It, es- it escalates. Them, yeah. It escalates here, and I think this is when I think um, he sort of lays a bit of a truth bomb on her about him. Yeah. No, you're not going. You're not leaving. What do you want to know? What? That I don't have twelve brothers? Yeah. That I'm a fucking orphan? Yeah. No, you don't want to hear I that. Didn't know no, that. you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that I got it. fucking cigarettes put out of me when I was a little kid. I didn't know that this that. isn't fucking surgery. That the motherfucker stabbed me. You <laughs> don't want to hear that shit, Skylar. I don't do you, don't hear tell it. me you want to hear that I shit. I want to hear it because I want to help you. Because I help want to be me? With what the fuck? What do I got? A fucking sign on my back that says save me? No. Do I look like I need that? No, God, I just want to be with don't you because I love you. Don't bullshit me. Don't you fucking bullshit me. Wow, it's a it's interesting scene because that was heavy. He's so scary in this that you think you immediately you think kind of domestic violence scary, but he actually he's bashing his hand against the wall. Yes, he's screaming about him to her. I know it's still a violent moment, but she throughout that, like even though she's discovering, I believe that she knew from the very get go he didn't have twelve brothers. 
Yeah. That's why she asked. She suspects it. She's never seen him. Yet. And that's why she continually mentions, aren't we going to go and meet them? Yeah. So she suspects it. So it's in her depth that she yeah. doesn't believe. But she's still story. in love with him, though. She's still totally. falling in love with the bloke. Yeah. Totally. But that's why when he says, I'm an orphan, and she's like, I, 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 don't, I didn't know that. I just, I just want to be with you. It's a massive yeah. moment. So uh, cut to uh, Will leaves, and obviously Skylar's left there in tears. Uh, the next scene is the math session. Um, where he's talking to the member, the assistant. He goes, "Look, I hope you appreciate what he's doing for you here." Then yeah. Lambo arrives, checks his work, and he goes, and he, he says something. He goes, "You know, this commute's killing me. Can't we meet at Sean's office?" So he's he's a little bit bored with the situation, yeah. and he said, "I think he he finds out that he didn't go to the McNeil meeting. He, he yes. his mate went. He goes, look, that reflects badly on me, mate. What yeah. are you doing to me?'" Um, and then they then he's they, they're talking about this problem, and um, we kind of see just how smart he is. You could show me some appreciation. A little appreciation? Do you know how easy this is for me? Do you have any fucking idea how easy this is? This is a fucking joke. And I'm sorry you can't do this. I really am, because I wouldn't have to fucking sit here and watch you fumble around and fuck it up. <laughs> then, he, then he lights up, burns it's the notes. It's a pretty massive insult. And so this moment, because he's, he's handed in, essentially like homework, he's handed in some homework, which has got all the answers, and the professor's sitting there going, well, this is amazing. He takes the notes, he burns them to the point where the professor jumps on them and tries Runs to put them over, out yeah. so that he's still got the answer. Unbelievable, eh? So I think what he says then after that, he goes, look, you know what? Most days I wish I never met you. Yeah. And he goes, then I can sleep at night and don't have to watch you throw it all away. Yeah. So he's uh, he's back there. There's a short scene back at the guy's house. I think this could be completely cut out. The, uh, the guys are there. And, and I think they suspect that uh, Morgan's upstairs watching porn in his mum's room. Is that right? That's uh, that's uh, exactly what he's he goes. Doing. If you're watching porn in my mum's room, I'll get to give you a beating. He goes, "Why don't you go jerk off in your own house?" Comes down with a baseball <laughs> glove. <laughs> the baseball glove, yeah. So what did he say he did with a baseball glove? He said, "Was that for clean up or yeah, something?" He said, he said, "Oh my god, up, yeah. oh my god." Yeah. Anyway, the next thing we see is Will at the job interview with the NSA and uh, talk about code breaking. They're seven times the size of the CIA, and. They, he says, why, why, why should I work for the CIA, the, the NSA? He goes, well, why shouldn't you work for the NSA? And um, in intercut with this, right, so there's the interview and then there's the scene he's in with Sean. Did you notice this? So you see a close-up of Will. He's in the interview and he's, re, he's retelling what he said to them in, in Sean's the, yes, office. Yes, yes, And about, you know, he goes, yeah, they're going to go bomb this and it's all that. And he goes, what's wrong with this? And so... It turns around, though, back to Sean saying, look, what are you passionate about? What do you want to do? And, yeah. and he comments about him, yeah, you're laying brick. And he goes, look, yeah, there's there's honour in that. But then you, you, you hear, I think, Sean wondering why he's at MIT. I just have a little question here. You could be a janitor anywhere. Why did you work at the most prestigious technical college in the whole fucking world? Why did you sneak around at night and finish other people's formulas that only one or two people in the world could do and then lie about? It's a great line. Good question. Eh? And like, it's an observation. It, I, I had. It's obvious why he wanted to solve the problems and be noticed. He maybe. just wanted to be. He, to be he wanted to be in that environment. Yeah. But without having to qualify to be in that yeah. environment. But it's such a good observation that isn't made until this point of the movie. Yeah, it's true. And, and and funny how all the watches I've had this sort of really stood out in this watch. That thinking, yeah, why why did he do that? Um. And you really can't answer yeah. it because it's not like the problems are always on the blackboard. That was, yeah. like, I don't know if that's just a standard thing, but... We must have just started there f to solve the problems because he would have been doing it for a long time, but he, he only just apparently just yeah. got there. So uh, they keep talking about, look, what, what do you want to do? And I think he jokes, he goes, I want to be a shepherd. I want to get yeah. a property and tend to my sheep. 
Yeah. Uh, but then I think Sean, Sean gets the shits and kicks him out. You're lecturing me on life? Look at you, you fucking burnout. What winds your clock? Working with you. Where's your soulmate? You want to talk about soulmates? Where is she? Dead. That's right. She's fucking dead. She fucking dies. And you just cash in your chips and you walk away? Hey, at least I played a hand. Oh, and you played a hand and you lost. You lost a big fucking hand. And some people will lose a big hand like that and have the sack to ante up again. Look at me. What do you want to do? You and your bullshit. You got a bullshit answer for everybody. But I ask you a very simple question and you can't give me a straight answer. Calls him out on it, eh? Like yeah, I that, think that it's a great... A, that was a really solid scene where he was sort of you know, throwing some insults back at Sean. He goes, look, at least I played a hand. What yeah, are you doing? It's a great line because, yeah. you know, it comes back again later. Um, you know, at least I played a hand. And, and he's... Yeah, I just think it's a really good... It's not a bonding moment because he kicks him out, but it's again, yeah. it brings their kind of mental psyche together. Well, it gets Will thinking. That's that, right. That, that's kind of the whole point of it. It gets him thinking... Outside the circle there. Um, Will calls Skylar, um, and she tells him she loves him, and he doesn't he say doesn't. anything back. And yeah. we, we see then she's leaving. Um, Will's sitting on the bench somewhere. Is it the one that, where that he was with him in near the river there? Maybe. And then the, cutting to the the uh, airport the where she's about to board the plane, and she's sort of looking around, she's still looking, wondering whether gonna Will's going to turn up. She's looking for that Hollywood moment. Yes, which doesn't eventuate. Absolutely not. Next thing we see is Will on the construction site. And um, Will didn't turn up to therapy. The professor calls Sean uh, after Will. Will and Chucky having having a bit of a break, having a big beer by the truck. There, this and is a great yeah. great moment for Ben Affleck. Yeah, oh, it's a great scene for him for Be- sure. Because yeah. because yeah. it's where you realise that Ben Affleck knows exactly. Or Chucky, Chucky, sorry, Chucky, Chucky. Yeah, I prefer to use their actor names. Okay. I know them. <laughs> um, uh, he he really does know what Will has got in him. Yeah, I think too. And it, uh, coming from his mate, I think it has a bit more impact Absolutely. as well. Like he's hearing this from Sean. Sean else. can say this when his mate can says say it, this. Yeah, and like he's saying, like he asks about the girl. He goes, "Oh, like she's gone." And so they goes, "What are they going to? Are they going to hook you up with a job? Or what are they going to do?" He goes, "Yeah, they're just going to do long division for the rest of my life." And he tells her a bit. He tells her, he goes, "Look, I don't want to go anywhere." He goes, oh, "I want to be here with you guys." Look, you're my best friend, so don't take this the wrong way. 20 years, if you're still living here, coming over to my house to watch the Patriots game, still working construction, I'll fucking kill you. That's not a threat. What? That's a fact. I'll fucking kill you. What the fuck are you talking about? Look, you got something none of us have. Oh, come on. Why, why is it always this? I mean, I fucking owe it to myself to do this or that. What if I don't no, want to? No, no, no. Well, fuck you. You don't owe it to yourself. You owe it to me. Because tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'll be 50. And I'll still be doing this shit. That's all right. That's fine. I mean, you're sitting on a winning lottery ticket. You're too much of a pussy to cash it in. Great well, one. So Seriously. summed him up. I think he goes on to say, he goes, it'll be an insult to all of us if you're still here. Yeah. Just, I just love the, you know, it's uh, a, if you're still truth here in 20 years, I'll yeah. kill you. And that's, yeah. not, that's not a joke, mate. That's fact. Yeah. Um, but I like to see goes, you and I've got a winning lottery ticket, but you're too much of a pussy to hand cash it, to in, cash yeah. it in. Like, come on, have a crack. Uh, Sean and uh, Gerald Lambeau, they're back together again, talking about, like, I think they're having a bit of an argument in the approach now, what they do. Like, I think um, the line the line that um, the professor uses, he goes, I don't want you to undermine me. I know he's got his problems, but, you know, we need to get him in the right direction. 
This boy is at a fragile point right now. I do understand. And he is at a fragile point, okay? He's got problems. Well, what problems does he have, Sean? That he's better off as a janitor? That he's better off in jail? Better off hanging out with a bunch of retarded gorillas? Oh, why do you think he does that, Jerry? Do you have any fucking clue why? Hmm? He can handle the problems. He can handle the work, and he obviously handled you. Jerry, listen to me. Listen. Why is he hiding? Why doesn't he trust anybody? Because the first thing that happened to him, he was abandoned by the people who were supposed to love him the oh, most. Oh, come on, don't give me that Freud. Oh, crap. no, listen, Jerry, and why does he hang out with those retarded gorillas, as you call them? Because any one of them, if he asked them to, would take a fucking bat to your head, okay? That's called loyalty. Yeah, it's very touching. And who's he handling? He pushes people away before they have a chance to leave him. It's a defense mechanism, all right? So the, the professor has a, 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 like says, look, don't teach him that it's okay to be a failure. Yeah. He goes, don't do that. He goes, I got to where I am because I was I was pushed. And and they continue the conversation. He's a good kid, and I won't see you fuck him up like you're trying to fuck up me right now. I won't see you make him feel like a failure, too. He won't be a failure, but, Sean. But if you push him, Jerry, if you ride him... I am what I am today because I was pushed and because I learned to push myself. He's not you. You get that? I can come back. I'll come in. <laughs> I was just leaving it's an awkward moment when Will walks in the middle of that argument. Yeah, about him. But but and he's like they show him at the door for some time. Yeah, he's clearly of, been there for a little while yeah. listening in. And I just love that bit where um, Sean says he's not you. Do you get yeah. that? Yeah, it's not like, about you. No, right. uh, this is this is a very yeah. different person. So Will, well, Gerald, Jerry leaves. Will comes in the office, and um, Sean's holding a folder. Did you notice this folder? So it was yeah. his. Reports from his foster homes yeah. showed a list of By all the his way, injuries. A and very thin folder. Yeah, but it had like the stuff in it. Yeah, that but you for saw. a kid, for a kid yeah. that's got that much of a rap sheet maybe. history, da da da. Yeah, maybe it okay. was like six right. pages. Come but on, we found out. He tells the story. He goes, look, his father was an alcoholic, and he goes, he used to sit him down and say, look, he put used to put a wrench, uh, a, 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 st- a stick, and a belt. And he goes, take it. He goes, you choose. And I choose the wrench. He goes, I choose the wrench because fuck you. That's why I choose the wrench. You're going to do it. Fucking do it properly, you dickhead. So, (laughs) but here's a breakthrough moment, though. I think the, the, it was only one, it's one sentence. Yes. That we realize. Repeated. That's what he has to, he has to realize this. It's not your fault. Don't fuck. not your fault. Don't fuck with me, all right? Don't fuck with me, Sean. Not you. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so he's here he says he goes I'm so sorry he said to him yeah. in that little bit and then I think Sean replies he goes, at the end of that he says oh fuck, the fuck them okay sort of we've He's established the fact yep. that you know all this shit that happened in your life wasn't your fault. You were the victim here. Uh, so here we're sort of getting towards the end of the movie. Here we, uh, he's on his train. He's in his apartment. He's walking around. He goes to an office for an interview. Remember, he has the interview at this company. Um, he's on the river at sunrise. Will's uh, back with Sean, uh, talking about the. Yes, I think I'm going to take the job with McNeil. Mm. Um, is that what you want? He goes, yeah, good for you. Congratulations. 
And he says, well, time's up. And they realise, we, we realise that that's it. They're done. We're, we're no, he's, all over. He's completed his yeah. sessions. He's, yeah. he's a free man. He's done his yeah. parole, essentially. He's done what the judge wanted of him. But we also discover that Sean is thinking of having a break, going yep. to go travelling again, you know, do... And he said, this is where he says, I'm going to put my cards on the table put again. the money, yeah, put, goes put back money to on that, the table that again. earlier argument where, where he says... That's it. At least yeah. I played a hand. That's right. So yeah. he, that's the point where I said earlier where I think Will's taught him something. Yeah. And it's it's just those little things because we've talked about a couple that have come back. Yeah. A couple of lines. That was one. I do love yeah. that. Yeah. I love the fact that you've essentially got to pay attention. But even if you don't pay attention, it doesn't matter. But those are the little things that come yeah. out in this movie that you go, ah, that was from that earlier argument. Yeah, yeah. it sort of ties it up, doesn't it? I, I love, there's still a bit of humour in this scene too where they're having a hug and he goes, does this violate the patient-doctor relationship? And, and Sean <laughs> says, only if you grab my ass. <laughs> which which says, you can imagine luck. being a Robin Williams <laughs> ad-lib oh, right? right? Probably for sure, yeah. Um, Will's in the bar. We find out it's his 21st birthday yeah. and they give him, the boys, uh, give him a car. Boys, he says, all that's in. the ugliest car I've ever seen in my life, he says. <laughs> so that's that's really nice. Um, Sean's packing up. Lambo drops by and, yep. uh, you know, he tries to apologize. Yeah, but the best thing, the, it, I'm the, sorry too. I know. love the way, and these, these two are old mates, right? Yeah. They're clearly old mates, but they've had their issues. And Lambo goes, Sean, I want to, and he just goes, oh, me too. Yeah. Like he just, yeah. We, we we both feel it. They understand We're each both other. Both there. Yeah, we don't that was need nice. To say that it. was a nice scene. Typical blokes. Yeah, we don't need to say it. It's yeah, done. Absolutely right. And uh, I think they go have a drink, and he he keeps joking. He goes, "I got the winning lottery ticket right here." And then he goes, "You know the odds of winning that thing?" He's <laughs> a professor. He'll tell him. Of <laughs> uh, Sean's at home. Will drops off the letter, yeah. and so here's a nice little intercutting scene where Sean drops. Sean's at home. Will's dropped off the letter. Cut back to Chucky picking up Will. Will's not there. Right, so which and now, so this again goes back to an earlier scene yeah. where Chucky says in that in that diatribe yeah. where he says, you know, "If quotes, you're not yeah. there, yeah. We'll, we'll hear it." But he, yeah. he, it's it's an important moment because he says, "I can't wait to knock on your door," and you're not there, and you're not yeah, there, and truth. I walk away, and I'll know, and and yeah. no, no, he didn't leave a note, nothing like that. Yeah, but here's my problem with that scene. Yeah. Gave him a fucking car yesterday, mate. Why are you picking him up for? Why are you picking him up? He might have been pissed. It might have been drunk. You know. It's easier they all go together. All I'm saying oh, no, is... Yeah, I, I picked it up too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Maybe, uh, imagine that would have been the thing. You really ruined the mate, moment for I'm, me. I'm already there, mate. I'm already, you don't need to pick me up. I'm they there already. Imagine, yeah, they just cut to the construction site and he's and already driving. there by himself wondering where I the drove here myself, you idiot. You got me a car. <laughs> it's, 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 just, it's just annoying. That'd be in the sequel. Don't you yeah. think that's... Those yeah, little things is, can be annoying, is. though. Yeah, I think a little bit nitpicky. I know we yeah, see them as potholes or whatever, yeah, but no, a fair call. They just gave him a car. They could have cut that scene out. Yeah, but but we. But then you know, wouldn't have that. to know he had a car. Then yeah. you wouldn't have that emotion of yeah, him driving yeah. out. Of course, of course. But um, because the car's important to, for the end of the movie. Anyway, that's it. Cut back to Sean. Um, and he he notices that he has received a letter. Sean, if the professor calls about that job, just tell him sorry. I had to go see about a girl. <laughs> well. Son of a bitch. Stole my life. <laughs> now see, that, now I regret line, saying that yeah. the, 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 the mini driver parts could have been taken out of the movie. Because no. without it, then this whole thing doesn't work. Absolutely right. But that line, son of a bitch, stole my line, was ad-libbed. Wasn't in the script. Yeah, right. He kept it in and they, they thought, oh, that's genius. And so the last thing we see is the car on the freeway heading out of town. Yeah. So obviously Will's... Heading out to California yeah. to see Skylar. He's knocked back the game six home run. 
That's his version of the home run. Correct. Yep. Yes. It's correct. Such a great ending. So let's uh, let's like have my our, God. If you didn't <laughs> have that, if you'd have just had, you know, he gets a job and Sean goes away. Fine. Yeah. But ah, man, that was a nice little bow. Just kick you with that one. That was nice. That was very nice. Now I remember when he was. Uh, these are our favorite quotes. Now. Yeah. Remember when he was in with a the therapist? Yeah. Do you find it hard to hide the fact that you're gay? What are you? What are you, what are you talking about? What? Look, buddy, two seconds ago, you were ready to give me a jump. <laughs> a jump? Are you... <laughs> I'm terribly sorry to disappoint you. Hey, look, I don't have a problem with it. I don't care if you putt from the rough. What are you... T- put- putting from the rough? <laughs> I don't know if you talk. <laughs> That's a great line. I putt from the rough all the time. Now, there was, there was two blowjob jokes in this movie. The one yeah. that uh, Skylar tells, but there's also the one that, that, uh, that Will tells Sean. You know... I was on this plane once, and I'm sitting there, and uh, Captain gets on, he does this whole, you know, we'll be cruising at 35,000 feet, but then he puts the mic down, he forgets to turn it off. Mm-hmm. And so he turns to the co-pilot, and he's like, you know, all I could use right now is a fucking blowjob and a cup of coffee. <laughs> so the stewardess fucking goes bombing up from the back of the plane, and tell him that the microphone's still on, the sky in the back of the plane's like, hey, hon, don't forget the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Such a good line. Do you remember when he's in, in his interview with the NSA yeah. and he has this big, long spill? He goes, he goes, okay, I'll do this and then this happens and then you bomb this country, my bloke gets shot and he kind of sums it up with this. I figure, fuck it, while I'm at it, why not just shoot my buddy, take his job, give it to his sworn enemy, hike up gas prices, bomb a village, club a baby seal, hit the hash pipe and join the National Guard. I could be elected president. <laughs> so line. good. And here's the line that you mentioned before when uh, he's talking about the, his favourite 10 seconds of the day. Every day I come by your house and I pick you up. We go out, we have a few drinks and a few laughs and it's great. You know what the best part of my day is? For about 10 seconds from when I pull up to the curb when I get to your door. Because I think maybe I'll get up there and I'll knock on the door and you won't be there. No goodbye, no see you later, no nothing. I'm just left. I don't know much, but I know that. That's exactly what happens. But you're right. He had his own car at that point, so... I'm just going to throw you, you another, there. another form of plot hole. Yeah. There's a car in the backyard the whole movie. Not his car, though, is it? Whose is it? I don't know. He's the only one. They don't there. establish that. Well, no, he might be a boarding house. I okay. No idea. Okay. How <laughs> did that happen? Well, my first question you kind of solved anyway. How come only Will got busted after the fight? So he was yeah, kind of I think, kept going. I think going. he did go, yeah. He kept going after the, yeah. after the cops arrived. Um, my other question is, with his record, right, the judge read out a pretty long record, yeah. would the judge just simply hand him over to a maths professor? Uh, like, well, how, I think, how I think, easy was that? No, but I think for the judge's point of view, his record is not actually bad. It's just that he's gotten, he's been, yeah. he's gotten away with everything. But like, he's $50,000 bail. He's the most surety. respected professor at MIT. Oh, I bet, I bet. But I, I think that I reckon that might have been a touch of a stretch. Saying, "Oh, I'm, I'm a professor. I'll look after him." Oh, sure, well, yeah. It's nothing here. to say he didn't pay the surety. Okay, do you reckon that could have been it? I'm, I'm just going to try and Maybe. help you out there. So he's, he's doing very well there, yeah, Professor Lambert. Professor, he's, yeah, a, he's right. a Fields medalist. My other question is, um, how did that happen with Skylar being so gullible? Twelve brothers. She's supposed to be smart. Like she, she fell for that. Well, I, I again, I put it down to the fact that she knew all along that it, there was some hidden right. truths. 
Any other plot holes that you, apart from the one about him having his own car? You got anything else? No, I think that was that, that was covered it. Thing. All right, yeah, yeah. let's talk about the things you might not know, Trev. Okay, it was originally a story. The story was always going to be about a maths genius and his buddy outsmarting the government. So they conceived this idea, and it was kind of becoming this sort of like a buddy action comedy. But it was Rob Reiner who stepped in, the guy who directed yeah. A Few Good Men. He said, well, you know what? Um, You've got sort of two movies here. Focus focus on one, and uh, you'll be you'll be better off uh, with... And right. they ended up focusing on the story they came up with, uh-huh. which was the ending, the, the, uh, the movie yeah. that they end up making. Now, um, Kevin Smith, I don't know whether you know Kevin Smith. He's a guy who's made uh, Clerks. He's made a few films. He's been mates with Ben Affleck and, and Matt Damon. He actually helped them get this film made. Right. So they came to him and said, look, you know, we've got this script. He sent it off to um, – he, he, Castle Rock was the, was the first – remember Rob Reiner? He was, they were the first yep. place they took it. Um, Kevin Smith suggested taking it to Miramax – because uh, Kevin Smith had directed More Rats and Chasing Amy, and Ben Affleck was in both of those movies. Oh, okay. So he's a mate of his. And he, he sort of said, look, you, you take it to Miramax, I reckon they'll like this, and they end up, they end up liking it. They suggested that he direct it. He goes, nah, he goes, I'm not good enough to direct this. You need someone better than me. And they've got Gus Van Sant, who turned out to be a genius. The other thing that you might not know is that the director they almost got was Mel Gibson. Wow, Mel Gibson was down to direct it, Would so have done a good job. they brought him. They brought the Miramax brought the script from Castle Rock, um, and they were had sort of thoughts and setting up meetings with potential directors. Mel Gibson was red hot. He'd just done Braveheart, so right. he was, won an Oscar for that, and was in 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 high demand. Gibson interested and looked at it, but he said, "Look, yeah, things things weren't." Um, Things weren't moving fast enough, and and Matt Damon apparently said in an interview one time, he said, "Look, he politely asked me, he goes, mate, if you're not if you're not keen, if you don't have a real passion for it, just step aside so someone else can have a crack at it." And Gibson said, "Sure," and off he was. Yeah. Uh, Twenty fourteen, after Robin Williams died, remember that bench on the on the side of the the yeah. river there? Yeah. That became a bit of a shrine. So that oh. was sort of his famous spot where that scene was shot. Yeah. And there were flowers and stuff written on the ground, like in chalk and became a bit of a shrine to him after he passed away. And a, a, pr- a petition was also uh, formed to to erect a statue near, near that hasn't been done, but they, 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 uh, they wanted a statue of him. Oh. That might come true one day. Now, the Fields Medal is an actual thing, uh, right. as we mentioned. It's awarded to two, three, or four mathematicians under 40 at the International Congress of the International Mathematical Union. And it is every four years. So that was that was factual. Casey Affleck, Ben's younger brother, uh-huh. who played, I think, was it Morgan? Yep. He ad libbed most of his lines. He ad libbed. Yeah. Uh, the director Gus Van Sant look, admitted he goes all the lines he ad libbed were funnier and better than what was written for him. Yeah, right. So they kept it in. The painting in Sean's office. Oh yeah, remember that one. Of the man in the rowboat? Yeah. That was actually um, painted by the director, Gus Van Sant painted. Wow. So not bad, eh? Got smashed by Will. Did you notice? Big, and this annoys me every time I watch it. Oh. At the very start of the movie, when they're in the classroom, and you know, they, they've got those blackboards that you move one yep. down and the other yep. one goes up. Yep. They move around the whole scene. They're not the same in two shots. Oh, no. They're everywhere. Continuity. They keep moving around, and it annoys the shit out of me every time I look at it. 
Oh, they, yeah, they, they're one's up, one's down, and they're all different. You watch it again, you think, oh, shit, it's so wrong. It's, it's, you think someone would have noticed that. Um, in one of the therapy scenes, you might have noticed this, um, Will is wearing a Shelby Cobra jacket. Yes, he was. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, he would later go on to play Carol Shelby in the film Ford, Ford versus, versus Ferrari. Ferrari. Nice one. Um, when will Pure coincidence, surely. Well, it is, but it's a nice little thing. Okay. Little little union there. Now, when remember the scene where he burns his problem, he burns his paper, yeah, yeah. um, and and Professor runs to put it out. Um, I think that what what he picks up and what was burnt that match. No, that's like right. The paper he picks up's hardly burned. Yes, like it, when Will did, yes. it was burned. I agree. So it he picks like it up, thirty percent gone. It's like a little singe around the side. I'm thinking, yeah, what? Yeah. That, he burnt the thing. It's gone. Yes. Yeah, Anyway, that's all I got, mate. What's your wrap up and rating for Goodwill Hunting? Uh, as I said at the start, this is, yeah, mate, this is just a fantastic movie. I can't wait to watch it with my son. Um, it's a ten out of ten for me. Ten? Yeah, I love it. Have you given a ten before? Shawshank, probably. Okay. Interesting. If not, I review my review uh, rating and I give Shawshank a ten. Okay, I'm just um, I'm on the spot thinking of a of a millionaire question for next week's movie. Uh, it's a great movie. So Goodwill Hunting, ten out of ten. Yep. That's that's solid. I mate, I, I rate it as highly as that. I think it's it's one of those movies where everything fits in place really nice, ties up really nice, yeah. and very satisfying. Like I, it, you yeah. know what it makes me want to do a Robin Williams marathon. Okay, like he's just so good. He is just so good. Man, what you a know, shame! Think, he's just think about Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire. It's a great, fun, entertaining movie, but this is just Robin Williams. Man, yeah. I loved it. All right. Well, next week's movie is Predator. Okay, starring our man Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnie, Arnie Schwarzenegger. Now, this film was directed uh, by a gentleman who directed another movie. What other movie did the director of Predator? Direct. Okay. So here are your four choices. A, The Shawshank Redemption. B, Hunt for Red October. C, Dead Poet Society. Or D, Saving Private Ryan. See, I, I, oh. The guy's name, by the way, is John McTiernan. Does that help you? No, it doesn't. Because okay. uh, I don't remember anything about who does anything. <laughs> it's, so it's not Shawshank. It's no? not, it's not okay. Dead Poets. Okay. So you're down to you're using like your lifeline here. So you're down to a fifty-fifty. I'm going to go Red October. Boom! Correct. Oh. Hunt for Red October. That's right. John McTiernan. I'm happy with that. Directed Predator. Directed Hunt for Red October. Um, directed Die Hard. So how old is what, this? What a resume Predator. he's got. Um, how old is he? Yeah. How, old old is, no, he? how old is Predator? Predator came out in 1987. Okay. Yeah. So that's what we've got to look forward to. Uh, Predator, one of my favourites, and of course you've never seen it, so. It's one of I your look favorites. forward everything's to your favorite. everything's my favorite, of course, of course. So I mean, how many movies are there in the list? There's a long, long, long list. Okay, that keeps growing. I'm thinking, oh, what about that movie? That's right. And the, movie, the list, we're not going to run out of shows. Okay. Right. And by the way, people, Stephen doesn't share the list with me. <laughs> yeah. Every week, I have to ask him, "What are we watching <laughs> next week?" Well, it changes. I'm sort of, I've, I've worked out. We're, we're for the depending on the time of year it is. Like this year, it'd still we've be got a Google something. Doc, and I could, you know, at least know where to well, go. I think that keeps you keeps it more of a mystery for you. Too. Okay, yeah, it yeah. does. It so does. anyway, join us next week for Predator. That was Good Will Hunting, which Trevor gives a ten out of ten. Now, don't you regret not watching this movie back in nineteen ninety seven? I do. So what you missed out on? 
No, because I've still 25th enjoyed it now. anniversary too. Twenty five years since Goodwill. Well, I've enjoyed it now, and I look forward to watching it. Would as you watch with this with your son? Yeah, Jackson would love this. Would you watch it with your family? Good would your wife like this movie too? Uh, I think she would. Okay. Yeah. But the problem is when we have family movie nights, you've got a 10 and 11-year-old as well. So Yeah, true. Okay. You've got to really cater for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they always ruin everything. Cast 3. Okay. Cast 3. <laughs> the better movie than Star Wars. It is. You'll take that to your grave. That's going to be in your obituary, that line. Yeah. Can you put that on my tombstone? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll do. Cast 3 was a better movie than Star Wars. There you go. We'll get to them eventually, and we'll get to Star Wars. But for now, mate, that was it. Goodwill Hunting. Trevor, let's talk next week. See you then.